You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. My name is Joe Swanson. Thank you to my sponsors, Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, Black Flies Eyewear, Wacom, and Tattoos Cure Cancer. Please check out my website, sullenradio.com. That's where you can listen to old shows, check out the blog. You can also find me on Twitter, at OG Joe Swanson. That's also my Instagram. If you'd like to get tattooed by me, please email me your ideas to joe at sullenradio.com. I'm definitely looking to set some appointments up in San Francisco as well as LA, so hit me up. Thank you again, as always, for listening to the show each week, for sharing it with your friends and family. I really appreciate it. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, and this is my talk with artist Jim Sylvia. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sullen Radio. My name is Joe Swanson. I'd like to welcome to the show my guest today, tattooer Jim Sylvia. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Joe? Thanks for uh, for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, dude. Um, it's uh, I'm doing really well, and it's it's cool for me to talk to you. Um, I have a love of traditional tattooing, and it is the style that you kind of operate in. Um, and how did you how did you fall in love with that style of tattooing? You know, I don't know exactly how. I think it's just uh, my surroundings. I grew up on the East Coast in New York and Boston, and it's it's pretty heavily traditional over there. Um, At least at the time it was. I don't know right now what it would be. But, yeah, I think it was just my surroundings and seeing tattoos that I like, and I started making tattoos in the style of ones that I would want to wear myself. Mm -hmm. How long have you been tattooing? Uh, I mean, I started uh, back in '01. Okay. So it's about 14 years now. Yeah, man. Who was uh, during that time when you were coming up um, on the east on the East Coast? Who were the guys that were influencing your work back then? Oh man, back then, uh, it was kind of all over the place. You know, obviously, I was I was learning about you know some of the the bigger names like Grime and everyone and uh uh i was starting to see all their work in magazines i i mean there was no there was no instagram or i mean internet was kind of brand new Mm -hmm. and uh we were i didn't even have a digital camera so everything was still old photography and we're sending pictures to magazines and so that was my my uh i don't know what you'd say but but yeah my introduction to other portfolios and other people around the world is just looking through tattoo magazines and uh i couldn't even tell you the the list of names but yeah it's um it's interesting how things every magazine yeah it's interesting how things have changed where you know today you're you know today you're doing that same thing looking through the 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 magazine but you're looking through it on your eye you know on your iphone or your or your, oh, yeah. you know, your, or your computer or iPad. And, um, every day it's like a new, it's like a new episode. It's pretty wild, man. The, where we've come with the exposure that you can, you know, get by just, uh, just 
you know, putting your work out there on Instagram and Facebook and, and other social media outlets. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's incredible, actually. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great for what we do. It's, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be, you know, the business card was everything, you know, b- passing out a business card at the grocery store, at the bar, you know, at, at a restaurant to your waitress. It was that was the way that you could build, you know, a local clientele, one of the ways. And um, oh, yeah, you, know, you had to travel too. you know, that's interesting to me that that at that kind of aspect of tattooing is still pretty prevalent as far as, um, you know, there's guys that used to to get that kind of internet either an international or a national audience into your work you had to travel around you had to hit these particular shows and go on a tour of uh, of conventions and guys still yeah. you know guys are still doing that even though they can connect with somebody maybe beforehand they're still traveling and they're still um you know making sure that they're getting out and around to a, a varied clientele do you do you tend to travel a lot or do you stick close to home what's what's been your um i go back and forth on traveling Mm -hmm. um in the past i've traveled a lot i've gone a lot of a lot around the world um lots of many different countries uh a lot of places i'll repeat and go back because you know you know for sure there's a lot of good clients there and you'd have work um and then there's sometimes we just kind of get burnt out on being in airports and on an airplane yeah. And you stick in town, you stick in your shop for a while, and then you get the travel bug again, and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to start doing some guest spots and conventions. So I, I go back and forth. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure that it can be taxing. Um, you know, like you said, just that, that airports are not a, a, not a fun place to be, <laughs> you know, other than you're, get no. to, you're, you're either getting home or you're going to go somewhere, but that process of, of you know, lugging your shit through a, um, an airport is no, is not fun, you know, waiting at the terminal and shit. So uh, most of the guys that I talk to that, that do a lot of traveling say that, you know, that's the, that's the grind part of it. You know, the being able to see new shit and, um, experience different parts of the world. And then ultimately Jack Rudy says coming home is the best part. Um, but you know, that going through that, that grind of it is, is difficult. So and where are you at right now? You just opened up a new spot, a private studio, about a month old, you said today, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, today, yesterday, it was uh, the one month now at my new private studio. It's in Sherman Oaks on Ventura Boulevard. Very cool. So right. it's, it's, it's close to my old spot, so uh, it's in a great area, lots of cool stuff around. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. What was that like, building that little spot out and and? Did you work at a uh, a more um, where did you work before? Was it was it more of a street shop type environment or a custom environment or how did you come to the point where it you? Was, yeah, it was an appointment only custom shop called mm-hmm. Unbreakable Tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Very cool, man. And and are you a month in? Are you digging the the private studio setup? Yeah, it's great. I mean, so far, I mean. Everyone just keeps coming and hanging out, and my clients find it fine. And uh, it's it's a little bit quiet, but mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah, that's what I you know I, I had James Strickland on the show, and he said he he's gone back to a, a shop environment now, and he said that was one of the most difficult things for him to deal with was the you know how there was no one else around. It was so quiet, and and he was used to that kind of shop banter. 
that uh, tends to happen in in a yeah. in an environment where you have a bunch of your buddies around you tattooing and um, you know so that was his yeah that was that was one of those big differences uh, in, in that you know moving into that private studio environment so um, what do you like about it yeah, the best I had, though yeah I had that experience you know you you, you work with close friends and you, you have a lot of fun and then uh, that was the the main thing behind uh, not maybe doing a private studio or, or opening my own spot because I would like to still have that um, but I took the chance and I did it and I have found out that you you kind of focus more on your clients a bit you like you, you really get to know each other and because they're they're not only your client but they're also the person in the room with you for mm-hmm. however long your session is yeah so you really get engaging uh, conversation with each other and it's a little bit more personal which is cool yeah, definitely, man. That's that's awesome. I I can uh, I can see the advantages of, you know, depending on who you are, you, there's advantages to both. You know, it's really, oh yeah. Uh, again, kind of even in this area of tattooing these days, the sky's the limit. You know, you can have any varying degree of from street shop to custom private studio. Um, you know, anything in between. So it's it's pretty exciting to be able to kind of shape the environment that you're working in to your exact needs, you know? Yeah. Do you have, yeah. uh, do you have some favorite, um, traditional subject matter that you just dig? You, you'll never get enough of tattooing. Like I mean, one, you can never get tired of tattooing skulls and roses. <laughs> that's the classic, are, right? That's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like I could do a rose every day and still be all right. Yeah. So <laughs> be, be fine with that. Definitely, man. Uh, man, you yeah. Know, I mean, there's, I mean, the classic stuff, the stuff that just never goes out of style. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I find myself doing a ton of uh, nautical tattoos. Yeah. Uh, I've never been one that's a sailor type, or you know, I've never really had much experience with boats or out on the water. But I know everything about them now, and how to draw everything to do with a boat and an anchor and a ship and a sail and. <laughs> right. It's you know what it's interesting yeah. to me that you say that because if you if you man listening close to what you're saying is you're researching the actual um, you know it's traditional tattooing and I think a lot of times traditional tattooing gets a little bit of a a bad not a bad rap but it's not as let's say technical or people look at it as something simple and ultimately yeah. it's just simplifying what really is is there. So it's simplifying realism and you have to do that kind of research. You know, what separates, you know, in my opinion, you know, work when I just look at it on Instagram, I'm scrolling through it. Um, there will be something about your work that will stand out. And I think it's because you're taking, you're replicating reality and not replicating somebody else's simplified version of it. Does, does that make sense? You know, you're, you're breaking, yeah. you're simplifying it down yourself. And, um, I think, man, that's, uh, traditional can be such a, it's a fine balance to find how simple to do it or how, um, you know, how many little, you know, chingaderas you're going to put in the, into something or, or little tricks that you're going to put in there. Um, because you can yeah. overdo it and you can, you know, not do enough. It's, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, um, it's a fairly difficult style. You know, I think if you really break it down. It, 
Yeah, and I always find it there's there's two things I find it interesting or or funny a little bit is like uh, when you see uh, someone that mainly focuses on either realism or just black and gray or they have like a a, a, a style that tends to not do any traditional. And then, you know, they'll throw a traditional tattoo up and they're like, this was incredibly hard. I didn't know how to do this. Or, yeah. But, you know, give me a 12-hour a realistic portrait and I'm at, I'm super comfortable. Right. But, uh, yeah, and then it's like sometimes the clients tend to love the realism because it's, it's something they can relate to that they've seen in real life. They've seen a photo of that person before or, mm-hmm. you know, that celebrity. So that's that's what blows their mind. But, yeah, it's it's... It's hard to kind of like get people to get excited about traditional again. Yeah, I think it's um, you just have to pinpoint. I mean, it's ultimately you just have to pinpoint that that particular that particular um, group of people who kind of resonate with it. It's all over the place, so you don't. I mean, it's 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 on bottles of rum now. You know, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. you. So people see all varying degrees of, of it done, you know, it being done really, really well and it being done pretty shitty, you know? So it's, um, you know, I think it's cool that somebody, uh, you know, like yourself has been able to not only attract a, a clientele that you can, that you can do what you want. It's still based in these, um, you know, real kind of traditional elements. Um, it has the, the foundation there. And, um, you know, you can consistently put out this great work that's very readable and recognizable um, and clean. So it's it's cool to to have um, and you're and you're in that same kind of um, in my opinion, you're one of those guys that's uh, tattooing that's running in those same groups as the guys like from Sullen who are doing the fine art stuff. You know, your your works on on that level. And it's interesting to see a guy that's. You know, his whole feed of, on Instagram is traditional, but he's still able to, you know, you're still able to be involved in these other things. And it's really cool to see, man. I, I'm such a fan of your work. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for all the, the kind words. And uh, I remember when I, I moved to L.A. about seven years ago, and uh, when I came here, there was there was no traditional artist in my little group of friends and networking down, I was down in Long Beach in Wilmington. And... Uh, that's when I met all the, the sewing guys and everybody that they were starting their stuff and all, all like the black and gray realism and, you know, the real SoCal style of artwork yeah. that is now massive. And I, I guess I'm, every time I was like, what am I doing here? Like we're hanging out, we're doing paint night and I'm painting the traditional rose or something. <laughs> and I look over and, you know, like Carlos Torres is painting this magnificent oil painting. I'm like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Right. How does that? Um, yeah. How does that inspire your work? I mean, it, it's gotta, it's gotta still push it in a certain direction. I mean, it, it, to be around that, regardless of medium, oh, to yeah. be around that caliber of artist. Yeah, I mean, it 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 completely influences you, whether you know it or not. Like you could, you could just be influenced by being inspired. You know, you want to work harder or do something cool. Right. Or, you know, you can learn something from them, like a technique or something that you can apply to your own artwork or your own tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's great, man. I, I find that some of the best times I've had were were guest spots that I've done where I've I've gotten around people that I 
don't know. And I have to, you know, I'm either watching what they're doing or, you know, I'm on a guest spot there. They've invited me into their shop. So they're open with, with what, how they do things. And, and some of the best times and some of the most, um, the times where my work moved, you know, in, in a positive direction, the most were, were during guest spots for sure. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like from doing many guest spots, I've learned that it's almost that you're not in your comfort zone. You're in a new environment. You're surrounded by different people. You know, you got to step up. You kind of want to show what you can do to your clients and the area. And so you're, you're out of your comfort zone and you want to, you know, step up your, your work and do, and do well. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like another aspect of when you're guest spotting or conventions. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, even having guests come to your own shop, you know, if, if you're a shop owner or, you know, you have any say with bringing some people in, you know, definitely try to treat, treat, treat them right. You know, I was brought up when you invite somebody to a shop, there's work to be done there. And, um, you know, you got those kind of set clients that, you know, are kind of collectors and wouldn't mind getting some work from other people. And, you know, you kind of set those folks up with the guest initially. And, um, but man, you know, accept guest artists into your, into your shop and, and go. And if you're an artist, go in guest spot, because that is where you're going to really find, you know, like Jim said, you're going to get out of your comfort zone and, and find some, some new talent, hopefully. Pretty cool too, because I mean, there's there's times where you go to a shop, and you might know one person there fairly well or not so well, and then by the time you're done with your guest spot, you know you've made friendships that could last the rest of your career, your yeah. whole life. You know, like you you give and trade. You know, you you give and take. You might be at their shop this time, this time next year they might want to come to your mm -hmm. shop and hang out, and you, you know you treat them just as well as they treated you, and it's fun. Yeah, definitely. I, that's what conventions can be too. You know, at least it, it used to be a lot of, all right, we're going to get together, you know, these same group of people that we're not going to see throughout the year. We're going to see every year at this particular convention, you know, and it was like a, a, oh, big, yeah. a big get little together. Reunions. Yeah. A little reunion of people, you know, coming together and, and laughing about what you fucking did last year and, and getting into some new shit, yep. you know, that's the best. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, we're both going to this this episode is drive. You're listening to this episode. It's probably Wednesday um, just before Palm Springs uh, convention. Um, that's going to be July 10th and 11th. Uh, let's see, 10th, 11th and 12th. So at Palm Springs yep. at the Hard Rock Casino, I'm going to be there hanging out in the sullen booth. Jim, you're going to be there, right? Yep, I'll be there. Did you go last year? This is my first time. Okay, yeah, I didn't go last year either. This is my first show. It's the second annual Palm Springs show and, and uh, my, our first time. So um, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, everything. Everything's new to me. Uh, I've only been to Palm Springs a couple times, and they've been with it the last month or so. So Palm Springs is kind of new to me. It's fun. I, I like being there. It's, it's, it's so different. And now I'm going to do it while I'm working which is a whole different experience you know yeah. it's, it's fun conventions are fun i was looking at the, the list of people that are going to be there the artists and it's going to be great to see everybody dude it's it's crazy the amount of uh, of talent that's going to be at this show it's 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 going to be a fun one 
You know, it's it's just yeah. one of those it's one of those places as a spectator you can walk around and see world class work of all different kinds, you know, um, all different styles. So it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> Dude, that's what I heard. I heard fucking Palm Springs is like insane. It's been hot up here in Lodi, you know, a little bit. It's starting to creep up. Uh, it's been over the over a hundred a few days, like 107 one day, I think it hit. Um, but dude, I don't think that's nothing compared to Palm Springs, right? No, no, I think that's, that's a mild day. I think for <laughs> especially July, dude, it's so hopefully it, the air conditioning is good in the hard rock. Yeah. Good AC and, uh, lots of, lots of shade by the pool. Hopefully that's, hopefully oh, yeah. that's it. So going to be pool parties. I, Man, I heard the show last year was a blast. Yeah, same. I heard. So, yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Me too, man. Me too. Um, what's it like in uh, What's it like in Sherman Oaks, man? Where your shop is at? What's do you are you in? What kind of little area are you in right there? Where your place is at? It, it's basically a little suburb of L.A. Um, just I'm on the main strip, Ventura Boulevard. So there's tons of everything, tons of food, shopping, entertainment, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just one or two blocks from the main street, and it's just houses. It's just real quiet and a little bit slower paced, and it's nice. That's cool, man. When you're not um, tattooing and taking care of taking care of your business, what kind of what kind of stuff are you into hobbies-wise? Anything? Uh, hobbies-wise, well, I, I have... Music is a big hobby of mine. Uh, I, I love to play the drums. I don't I don't get to play too much, but uh, I do get to go to a lot of shows. Uh, I try to go to at least a couple a week. No shit. So, I mean, Hollywood is only like ten minutes, fifteen minute drive from me, so I'm I'm there at their venues all the time, trying to catch some bands and live live shows. That's cool, man. When what was the last show you caught? Uh, it was, let's see, Tuesday, I saw this band Failure, and it was their first time playing together and performing a show in 17 years. Wow. So they just put out a new album, and it was cool. I got to, uh, go, and then I got to meet the guys backstage in the dressing room, and they were, they were very excited to start their new tour, and it was fun. Awesome, man. That's so, uh, that's cool. So cool. How long have you been playing the drums? I started playing when I was in elementary school. Um, so, uh, I don't know, almost 25, 30 years. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's, I, you, still, you still pick, this, pick the, uh, the drumsticks up from time to time? Yeah. Yep. I recently bought an electric kit, so I have that at the house. But it's nice and quiet. Oh, that's good. You can good. put headphones on and play. How is so, that? You don't, you don't bother the neighbors. Yeah, how is that for feel wise? I mean, is it? It's, I mean, it's not the same, but you, you still, it's still fun. Yeah, that's uh, just thinking about it right now. When you said it's not the same, and I'm thinking about, um, are you? Are you? Uh, this is a topic that's been on my mind a bunch lately. Is uh, digital going digital with either on an iPad or a Cintiq? Um, I would imagine it's kind of the that similar analogy being you know drumming on a on a on a regular um drum set or drumming on a digital drum set is probably similar to that transition from 
you know, drawing on tracing paper to drawing on a, um, a pressure sensitive computer screen, you know, it's, have you, oh, fucked yeah. with, have yeah. you fucked around with digital or, or messed around with, with, uh, Dude, Photoshop I, I, and no shit? Clue. I mean, I, I have, I went to school, I have a degree in graphic design, mm-hmm. but that was, you know, so long ago, 15, 14 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, so what I learned how to use Photoshop and Illustrator for is obsolete now. You know, everything has changed so much. Right. Uh, so I have no clue how to draw on pressure-sensitive pads and screens <laughs> and all those programs. So, uh, I mean, they make it look so quick and easy. Yeah. But I just prefer to not use the computer and just grab some paper and a pencil and, or a marker and just draw. Do you think that that's... Uh... Why do you think that is? Because there's, there's something, I see the benefit of both. You know, I kind of, I, I've been looking into the benefit of, of a cleaner process with digital. And again, even if it's down to, I know there's very, um, very good like pens that you can use on an iPad that uh, are made by the same company, Wacom. And, Man, some people say they like that better than even jumping all the way to um, like a Cintiq or or something like that. Uh, so I see the benefit to to going digital and and because of how clean it is. But I also I've been tattooing twenty years. You know, I'm used to tracing paper. I'm becoming more and more annoyed with how much uh, you know lead gets <laughs> how much lead gets on my fucking hand and then on my face. But, uh, yeah. you know, and some of the quality of the stencil is, is, can be, unless you're hand stenciling it and redrawing that, um, design again. Uh, but a lot of times it's not practical to do that. So, um, do you think that you'll ever make that leap? I mean, having that background in, in, in Photoshop, do you think that you'll, you'll, you'll do that or stick with your, the process that you're at now? I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, it- it would definitely, I would definitely need some refreshing, mm-hmm. you know, I would definitely need some sort of courses or guidance back onto a computer through the programs. And because uh, everything I did back then was with a mouse and a keyboard. I right. mean, Wacom tablets were, were pretty new and expensive. And I mean, I didn't have one. I never learned on one. So, I mean, there's, there's some artists now like, like Russ Abbott, who is just killing it. And he's even doing, looks like seminars at conventions and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff with, you know, digital drawing and he's really promoting it. And there's even, um, stencil machines that print straight from your, your drawings now. Yeah, man. We talked about all this. I have a, I, um, will have just released an episode, um, a bonus episode of Sullen radio with Russ Abbott. Um, just a few days prior to this episode coming out. Um, so oh, right. Russ, yeah, Russ man. And great. I had him, I had him on my podcast, the old podcast, um, that uh a couple times i think twice and really good dude and see that's it, it was him him matt hodell and my buddy steve johns and curtis gibson down south that they all were kind of my first introductions to to digital and what you could do with it and these were guys that were working it wasn't um somebody that was doing like wild realistic um, or biomechanical stuff. These were guys that were working kind of in more of that traditional mindset, tattoo mindset of, you know, light, light tracing, build up with another layer, you know, um, 
of the sketch to a, to a finalized version, you know, that real traditional kind of tracing paper process. And they were doing it digitally. And I was like, man, can I take, can I use parts of this? What is practical now for me where I'm at my tattooing? What is not practical? And yeah, man, I think it's becoming, I was just talking to the guys at Wacom and it's becoming fairly reasonable to, to get into that. And I know, again, if you're just doing a pen type of shit, it's like a hundred bucks, you know, I think that, um, and that printer, I heard about that thing too, man. That's, um, I guess they used to have one that would kind of do the same thing, but this is a collaboration from, uh, the company's brother, who's the printer company. And then, um, spirit who does the stencil, um, well, they, they do the stencil paper and Thermofax paper, right. and then they do the, right. the application cream shit too. Um, they, that's kind of a, that's, man, that's an interesting company because they've found a resurgence in this kind of boom with tattooing and they just used to make trace, you know, this Thermofax paper, I, somebody over there got, yeah. somebody over there got smart and they started doing the, you know, stencil application, um, ointment and stuff like that, which is right along in line with their, with their products. So it's interesting to see some of these older companies that are finding some new found, um, momentum in, in this boom that we're, we're kind of seeing, uh, with tattooing. But oh I'll, yeah, there's, there's tons of money to be made in tattooing. There's, there's enough clients out there for everybody and every company. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, I wonder, man, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I should have, I'm hoping, um, I, I am getting one of the Cintiq, the little portable one. So it's a Cintiq companion too. I'm going to get it. So I should have it there at Palm Springs, man. And I'll let you, I'll let you play around with it. And, um, yeah, let's, let's play with that thing. See what it can do. Yeah. I think, cool. it, I think it's going to be going to be pretty fun and exciting to see where, you know, how many more people start, start taking advantage of it because man, back, you know, 10 years ago, um, 14 years ago, when, when you started, a handful of guys used Photoshop, you know, you heard it every once in a while, like somebody would use it for a portrait and then it became yeah. you know, more and more guys using it. And nowadays a lot of people use it for all sorts of, you know, different varying degrees of, of what, you know, in their process. So, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see with guys like Russ behind some of the, the movement of, you know, digital movement in our, in our community. Um, how many people jump on it and, and where it actually can take, you know, your work. So, I think, yeah, I'm always willing to try new things like that. It's just after being on the computer through school and doing, dealing with it. And I, I, I love doing things by hand and uh -huh. I, I wanted nothing to do with a computer for a long time after that. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know, with tattooing, it's great. I don't need to rely on any technology. It's stuff that's been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. I can just do everything by hand. This is great. I love it. I don't have to worry about my computer crashing and losing everything. Right. And that's definitely a concern. You know, you have to make sure that those things are in order and you have to understand. Um, and I know this for, for with firsthand experience of doing this podcast, of having recordings of really cool guys, really good recordings. And it was either the the audio was horrible it somehow you know got erased from the hard drive 
you know, the hard drive broke. So now I don't have access to all these other ones. I mean, it's just crazy, you know? So you have to understand that there will be, um, those losses, (laughs) you know, um, it's like having a drawing done and going, you know, walking out of the room and having the manager come through or somebody come through the shop person come through and scoop up all the papers and they scoop up your drawing. And that would be like, yeah, you know, losing everything on your hard drive. It, it's the analog version of that. But, um, so Jim, what's, uh, what's the next thing for you? What kind of projects do you got going on? And, um, where, where is the rest of 2015 taking you? Uh, well, the newest project is this studio, so I'm still getting settled in now. I, I moved in, I set up the essentials, and I started working the next day. But I, I have like two things hanging on the wall, and there isn't much set up. But uh, I'm able to work from here yet now and do it slowly. Uh, other than that, I've been working on uh, a couple products. Uh, I'm just developing. I have like a leg apron that I've done with Pat Soul. And uh, we're we're doing a couple other projects together. Uh, nothing I can really talk about yet, but mm-hmm. stuff in the works. Uh, How have you cool f- useful things for for tattooers that are either working at a shop or traveling or doing conventions to make our lives a little bit easier. Yeah, great, man. How, how have you found those those types of collaborative projects with companies? Um, I mean, it's definitely viable for you know people are breaking down the tattoo process and they're putting out products that are definitely an advantage, you know, will give you an advantage. I mean, they're, whether that is the best lighting or the best setup for a chair or the most protection, you know, from, from the process, like people are really breaking it down and, and opportunities out there to, to bring stuff to the table. Um, you know, I talked to Liz cook and she has the, this cap, the quick cap, system you know little stuff like that, that oh yeah i saw that yeah you know really cool stuff that that is coming out of um people's you know needs obviously liz found a need for that and was tired of setting up 50 caps at once and figured out how to tackle that project and brought out a you know a unique useful thing so it's cool how have you found working with that you know developing these things uh, like you said, it's great. It's great to the companies uh, will appreciate the artist's opinions and built now that you know when we find a need for something like that that could be very simple or easily made, and we're like, why doesn't it exist? And then a company's like, you're right, let's do it. That's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's great to have relationships like that. And uh, I've had such a, a great relationship with the, the companies I've worked with, and. Uh, I've I've been with Tatsoul for many 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 years now, and they've always treated me so well. And they respect every artist's opinion. I mean, from anybody. If you if you just leave a comment on their Instagram, they respond to it. They they they're like, okay, well, give us your feedback. What do you think? You're the guys using it. You know what I mean? You're yeah. you're our customers and our, you know, our our comments and feedback, and they learn from it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who else? Um, who else do you do you have as sponsors? And you know, you talk about those relationships and those products. You know, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people 
out there, I think, that are searching for these things. You know, they're figuring out their process. And, and, you know, um, it's good to hear and get feedback from from guys like you who are using this stuff every day. Um, I I believe I saw on your Instagram it was um, Tatsoul and Stencil Stuff and... um, uh, well, there was one more inkies. inkies. Okay. Shit, man. They're, they're a sponsor yep. of the podcast. So that's, that's great. I use that stuff as well. Um, talk about, yeah. talk about that. Well, it's the, it's the best stuff because I use it anyway. I've been using the, the, the products for many, many years, regardless if I'm, you know, sponsored by them or whatever I'd pay for it. You know, I paid for it for many, many years and I, I'd still pay for it now. I still buy all the stuff. So it's it's what I would use in my daily use. Mm-hmm. So I I don't want to just team up with any company that you know just to say, oh you know I'm using this company now. But uh, it's stuff that I genuinely I appreciate. I, I think it works great. I love them. Uh, I'm just started using Inkies this year, and uh, it's great. I use it all the time for all my stuff and like the the Green Glide and all the other products and the BioGel and. Um, all the stuff that you can like, you can pour it into your water, and so you don't have any like water cups in your trash, or you don't have to pour yeah. dirty stuff down the sink. It's great. Yeah. And then uh, stencil stuff. I've been using stencil stuff. I don't know, maybe six, seven years for every single tattoo I've made, and I just I love it. I love how it works, and yeah, never it's... had a problem with them. And yeah, I, I I use that stuff also. I I get it through Kingpin and. Um... It's amazing stuff, man. You know, I've I've been this that guy who's used green soap and um, I've used Dettol and I've used all sorts of different things to to put stencils on. And um, I mean, shit, back in the day, using speed stick and and shit like that. Yeah. Um, Deodorant on a paper towel. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. All the, you know, all that. But, you know, to be able to have something that is you know, puts a stencil on there solid and it stays for the whole time. You don't have to worry about it, man. That's a, that's a big relief, you know, while you're doing, doing the work that, you know, this is solid. It's like, it's another thing too, is all these companies that are coming out with products and mass produced things that make our lives so much easier and simpler. Like we don't have to make needles now. We don't have to crush up deodorant and put it in green soap and water and make our own weird sprays and <laughs> we don't we don't have to do any of that stuff we can just buy it done and we know it works great every time i remember shit wasn't it um which dvd was it nico that put um how he made some of the first his stencil application stuff some of the first stencil stuff was i i remember borrowing that dvd from somebody or or watching that dvd with somebody at one of the shops i was at and you know just to get that recipe and how he did it i think he had that in there um yeah all all of it used to be you know you had to do it yourself you know just shit man boiling down black and you know stories that i would get from my my you know my mentor or the guy that i worked for in vallejo for many years vince pelton um, you know, he would hang around with Henry Goldfield and, and Burt Rodriguez and a lot of those dudes. And man, they, they would, everything was done by hand by yourself, you know, and, um, you had to be, you don't see that as much anymore. You know, you don't, no, you don't see it at all, really. Yeah. And I, I kind of miss it. Like I understand the convenience of all these 
mass-made products and, you know, make your own needles and all that. But I also missed the fact that things were secrets back then, mm-hmm. and you had to, like, meet this old guy that's been doing it forever, and you had to res- get his respect somehow. You had to, like, go get tattooed a few times, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, how did you do that? How did you make that color? Or what's this technique? And then, you know, you're, the knowledge is earned. Yep. It's not just going on YouTube and typing in, how do I make this ink? Yeah, it's it's definitely more available to people, you know, the... Yeah, um, it's good and bad. I kind of I missed a little bit of secretive stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's all that nostalgic stuff that... Um, that I've talked about before, you know, it's the things that you can take advantage of if you want to as an, as an artist, um, that were a part of our industry that don't, that don't find a need anymore to be a part, you know, like the, the making needles, you could sit down and make, yeah. make your own needles. A lot of, some guys do, um, oh, yeah. you know, but it's, do you want to do that for, I've made too many fucking needles in my, in my day, dude. I mean, I, I've had, you know, I've made a lot of them, not, not near as many as some yep. people, but I've done my time making needles and I like the you fact that I can, the and the burnt fingers to prove it. Totally, man. And, and probably some burnt lungs from sniffing up that flux, man. That was horrible. Yeah, a lot of flux. Horrible shit. But, um, you know, it's, it's cool for people to, that, that do want to do that, they can take advantage of it and find out how to do it. I mean, there's a dude that came into the shop um, that I'm stoked to work with right now, uh, Byron Francis. Um, I think it's, it's a good guy, Byron, on Instagram. And hell, I mean, just a hell of a good painter and a, a great tattooer. And he's, you know, messing with machines yesterday and, and you know, rebuilt up this uh reassembled this machine and tuned it all up that boss man gave him and um you know it, it's cool to see somebody that's that's that tied into some of those old traditions you know and yeah gets a machine that's that's running shitty and knows how to do it and has all the shit to do it and um is well versed in it you know i mean i was taught that stuff back in the day and i could put a machine together and and tune it up and and get it running to be able to do a tattoo, but not as good as him. I mean, shit, man, he has, he does it all the time and he's still, it's still a part of his daily tattooing is, is making sure that, um, his equipment is, is right. And one, you know, interestingly enough, you know, um, I was sitting there watching him and he was, he showed me this, um, the tube vice. So he had, um, on the end of that screw was a nice, was a nice coin. So on the end of a tube vice, he had this, this nice coin and it was a certain year and, um, he had brazed it on. And, um, I took, I looked at the kid that he was working on his machine and I said, man, that's the kind of magic right there, that coin and that he built that and has put magic into it. That's the kind of stuff that you don't get with necessarily with a production rotary machine or a, you know, um, that hand built oh, yeah. kind of vibrations and magic that goes into yeah. it. You know, that's the shit we used to talk about. Um, you know, that's why some people wouldn't let anyone else make their needles because they were putting that magic into them, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and I go back and forth. I, I use both coil handmade machines and, uh, rotaries and, mm-hmm. you know, new fancy tattoo machines too. But, uh, you know, I, I, I respect both, both sides of the coin. 
Yeah, I I do too, man. I I'm the same way. I use what you know. Currently, I'm using a couple Bishop machines and um and uh, Axis rotary machine from from Kingpin, and I love them. You know, I'm I love them to line with. I love them to shade with. Um, but I I man, there's some days I come in and I miss you know, uh, and I just need to pull out a coil machine and use that. It's a different it's a different vibe or it's whatever the project calls for. Um, and how I'm feeling really, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely what the project called for. And, you know, sometimes you forget you had a machine, you pull out, you're like, Oh man, I love this thing. That's how I put it in the, in the box. Yep. Definitely. Um, have you, uh, started messing around with or, or, uh, work with the cartridge system or are you still working with, um, tubes and, you know, regular needles. I just switched over to the cartridge I, system, and I fucking love it. Yeah, I have not even touched one, so I, I have no knowledge of it. I've never tried it. I've never done anything with everything, needles and tubes. Yeah, it's man, and that was me for for you know nearly twenty years, and I've just started diving into it through Kingpin. You know, I have uh, the disposable tubes and the and their slot lock needles, and you know, I don't know if if they hadn't. Um, I mean, eventually, I probably would have tried it out because I've, you know, I've kept current with other stuff. But um, man, I'm so glad I tried it out. You know, and man, who gave me that bit of advice that kind of pushed me over the edge to trying it because I was thinking about it for a while um, was again James Strickland. I asked him what bit of equipment or you know part of tattooing made the most impact on his work. And he said, you know what, is when I went to cartridges. I was like, really, man? I said, that's been sitting around, like rolling around up in my head for months. And I, I finally was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm, I switched over, man, and I dig it. I do like the ease of, you know, even if you're setting up, you know, two machines, you have so many more um, options with needles right with those two machines as opposed to having to set up three, four, five machines for that many needle groupings. So I like it for that convenience, but, um, yep. you know, I mean, I still, the other day I still pulled out a, you know, regular tube and needle too. So, um, it's, it's an, it's interesting, man, the changes that are happening and it, it's pretty cool to be a part of it. Um, technologies is, uh, kind of tattooing's catching on to it, you know, and, and it's, it's really, a lot of new shits coming into the into the business, and some of it good and some of it bad. I think ultimately time will tell um, what's going to stick and what's not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's it's good having options. It's good having you know all these different products to try and different tools to to use in our our daily lives and work. Uh, like like you said, you know you don't try anything. You're kind of turned on to it by someone and. And then once you're so thankful that you did, and you're like, "How did I? How did I work so many years without this before?" <laughs> right. It, it's it's funny. Yeah. Well, it's like, man, you, you can look at that in in a lot of different aspects of of life. You know, how did we get our? How did we do it without cell phones? You know, how did we do it without email? Um, all these new technologies that make our life seemingly quicker and easier. Man, people operated before it, so it's the same with tattooing. It's it's what you want to take advantage of, and and um, I mean, I think it's it's cool. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of lanes to pick, and you can pick 
pick one and and stick with it. It's it's pretty. It's going to be a fun ride. Oh yeah, and and it's and it's there's so many tattooers out there that have different avenues and different ways to do their artwork. I mean, you have the the people that are using all new technology, all new fancy everything high tech, and then the same exact industry in the same exact uh, day, you can have someone that drew their tattoo on with a Sharpie, mm-hmm. use the machine that they made 20 years ago, right. and they still produce amazing, beautiful tattoos that are, that are great. Yeah. I love that there's, there's both. Definitely, man. Definitely. So what kind of, uh, what kind of music are you into, Jim? Like, uh, if you were going to sit down and jam with a band on the drums, what kind of music would you want to be playing? Yeah, it would definitely be some sort of rock, some sort of rock and roll. Um, I I love the singer songwriter acoustic stuff, but I I just want it heavy and loud and fun and aggressive. Yeah, favorite band of all time. My favorite band of all time is probably Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, okay. Favorite yep. favorite Foo Fighters song. Everlong. <laughs> nice. What about the yeah. Foo, what about the Foo Fighters? Man, gets you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it started with Nirvana when I was a kid. I was uh-huh. absolutely obsessed. And as a drummer, I I just stared at Dave Grohl, and I was like, "All right, that guy is rad." <laughs> and uh, I started playing every single Nirvana song. In high school, I was in a band that we did like Nirvana covers all the time, and. It was it was awesome, and then you know he went to his new projects, and I followed him through everything. He's just a genius. Everything he does mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, that's um, I, I like the Foo Fighters as well, man. Uh, I I dig, I dig their stuff. Um, what uh, it's it kind of surprises me that you that you say that mo- more recent of a band, but then again, it doesn't surprise me because it's something that you know you were to a certain degree, a part of from the beginning with Nirvana and seeing them come up and then kind of following that whole thing through. So you've, you know, evolved with them as they've made their transition. But um, it's interesting to me that as a musician yourself, your, uh, your favorite band is, is a more recent band. Yeah, they're still relevant. They're still playing radio hits. They're still world touring. It's, it's funny. It's, it's 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 not a guilty pleasure. I I would definitely admit it to anybody, but uh, you know when you ask someone's favorite band, they're usually trying to get obscure, and they're like, oh, this metal band from Norway that no one's heard that burned right. a church, and or you know I mean this <laughs> underground hip hop from. So it's like I just like what I like, you know, yeah. and it happens to be that, and I'm, I I think it's great. Yeah, that's cool, man. If you want to hear some um, odd choices of music for while tattooing you got to listen to the um jose perez jr episode that i did he's got some interesting song choices i had uh, i'd asked some okay. yeah i asked listeners to send in some questions and somebody said what do you listen you know we always see you tattooing with headphones on what are you listening to and i was i was pretty surprised at what he said <laughs> so, Dude, right now uh i i recently i only have an ipod so all my music, I don't have a computer with any of those files anymore because that it died, like computers do. There you go. So I lost all my music, and then recently I lost my iPod. Someone, someone nicked it from you know somewhere. I forget. Uh, but I am borrowing my friend's iPod right now, 
and I just plugged it in and I hit shuffle and play every day. And some of the strangest things come on and it's rad. It's, there's, there's something, something funny about when you're sitting in a room with your client and all of a sudden, you know, Lady Gaga comes on blasting and you're like, what? <laughs> you just like look at each other. And you're like, Hey, whatever. I got gloves on. I'm not changing it. It'll right. be it'll be something cool after this, so let's just make it through it. <laughs> wow, man, that's that's pretty brave. Just putting put in play and shuffle and and going with it. Always, dude, because uh, I mean, it's not just your music taste. You're in the room with someone that must like something else. Right. You know, it's not all the same. And if I say, hey, if you don't like this song, just wait a minute. The next song, something else you might like comes on, or you know. Yeah. Do you? Uh, do you like doing Pandora or Spotify or anything like that? Or is that, um, cause that tends to be where my default is always, I don't have a lot of music on my phone or, or, um, my, my old computer died too, fucking a. And so I don't have any of that old music. Um, so I go to shut, uh, yeah, that's like I go to, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I can log in and I can get all of it, but it's like, it takes up so much space on my phone and I'm not, I don't want to hassle with yeah. that whole thing. So um, I just tend to jump on Spotify or jump on Pandora. Pandora typically. Um, and, man, sometimes Pandora is weird. Is anybody else out there fucking just get Pandora yeah. tripping on you some days and yeah. play some weird shit? Yeah. And then I found, you know, because we do the same thing every day. We come to the shop, we put the music on, we start working, and you, you start to hear the same stuff over yeah. and over on the radio station. So it's kind of hard to mix it up. And then um, my girlfriend is actually in the music industry. And the big thing right now is everyone's talking about this this new iTunes uh, streaming system or program they have now. And I mean, it's probably going to, it's probably going to bring a lot of difference to the industry. You know, everything's changing. They changed the release dates of when CDs are released now. Like they had the power to just do that of the way it's been going for so many years. They're like, nope, now it's this. Whoa. So, I mean, streaming music's going to be, it's, it's big and it just started last week. So, so tell me uh, about that. I'm I think not, they're going to, I'm not as, I've seen this. Okay. So I've seen the Instagram. I haven't played with it yet, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a new streaming system and it, you pay monthly just like the other ones where if you want to do the, the, the premium, you know, packages and it's like 10 bucks a month or so or whatever it is uh but yeah you you have access to all their music and you just play it and you can make playlists and send them to friends and it's just like you know like spotify like you can you can send playlists to buddies and new music and see what other people listening to and uh i think it's just gonna like like things things are gonna change you know people are not gonna count record sales anymore like no because people are just going to play the record the day it comes out online. They're not going to buy it. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy, so, man. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's been interesting to see that industry kind of um, get flipped upside down. You know, you hear you hear talk oh, about yeah. one of the... Um, I, I like listening to, to interviews and shit like that. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and um, partly because I enjoy it, partly because I want to get better at what I do here with this podcast. But I used to listen to a lot of yep. um, Hot 97 on YouTube, and I would just go to their YouTube channel, and they would interview all sorts of 
you know, music folks. It's a hip hop station out in New York City. And man, to hear them talk about the industry, you get some older folks, you know, some older people on there that had experience with when you could blow up in music and it was all about the record sales and um, it's so different now, you know. Oh, very different. Like record labels were massive. Yeah. You know, 70s, 80s, 90s, massive. They'd make tons of money, huge deals. Artists would be mega rich. Mm-hmm. These days, it, I mean, you could be a very successful world-known artist and still be struggling. Absolutely. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, it goes to show you don't get comfortable, you know, always be hustling because don't get comfortable in what you think is going to be around for however long you think it's going to be around for. Instagram could go away. Yeah, nothing is a guarantee. Right. I mean, I don't think necessarily that Instagram and Facebook are Facebook. I don't think it's going to go away, but man, who knows what's going to fucking happen? What's going to be the next big thing? Um, that everybody's going to jump on and Instagram is going to go by the way of, you know, MySpace. And you never know, man. I was thinking about it just the other day. Like when in 2009, it was all about blogs. You know, I had RSS feed, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, reader on my phone. It would give me all the, you know, the sw- the Swallows and Daggers blog. It would, I don't even remember all of them, but there was like, it was all the Tattoo Artist Magazine blog. It was all these blogs. And then it went from blogs yeah. to, to I think, kind of just flipped from blogs to Instagram. And, you know, for a while there was people putting YouTube stuff up. And, um, I mean, that's something that, I, that I, people were playing with video. I mean, p- people still are streaming, you know, some, sometimes. You see, like, um, bad motherfucker like Dave Tevenall, um streaming some of his process and and people are dabbling with all these new new things to reach out to their their fan base or their the people that are that are interested in their artwork and um but who knows where it's going so don't get comfortable yeah we could be the next music industry you know and there's there's all these opportunities in tattooing um but there's a whole nother side of it too man there there's um Things could things could drop off as easily as they can they can pick up. So, um, oh yeah, very much. Especially with the technology and and these big companies getting bought out by each other and just disappearing. Yeah, I'm I'm always late to the game to this stuff. I, I remember. I mean, I didn't even have an iPhone for a long time, so probably like two and a half years ago. And everyone's like, "Dude, you gotta get on Instagram. You gotta get on Instagram. You gotta do it." And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, what you know? What, when I get the time?" <laughs> it's just like years go by, and they're like. Oh, finally you're on it. You know, just late to the game for all that stuff. Facebook, Twitter. I mean, I understand now that it, it's it's a great advertisement and it's great to get your name out there. But I've always been a little bit late to the game to that mm-hmm. stuff. And right now, everyone is telling me Periscope, Periscope. You got to get on this. I dude, I, I tried. Know. Look, I tried. I jumped on Periscope and I saw a bunch of we. It's I don't know, man. It seemed kind of. It seemed weird. It wasn't, it was just a bunch of, I couldn't really manage the feed and, and it was just a bunch of like uh, young girls looking at the camera laughing with with each other <laughs> or Indians. There was weird. a bunch of like dudes over in, had to have been like some Middle Eastern country 
and he was just looking at the can, you know, just selfie styling it. It was weird, man. And I, you know, I, I got a periscope, but I don't think I will use it. Um, it, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me. It appeals to some people, I guess. I, I mean, I, maybe I need to explore it more, but fuck man, I got enough to handle with my Instagram and running the selling radio Instagram and fucking keeping oh, up yeah. on Facebook and posting the shows and, and doing all that, man. That's a all that extra stuff. Yeah. All that extra stuff is just a time waster. It's yeah. Just- you get sucked into it, and then all of a sudden you look at the clock. You're like, "Wait, what? How much time did I just waste looking at this phone?" Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's it's uh, it can it can definitely suck you in, man. And I'm I'm I'll be the first to admit, like I'm one of those guys that can definitely get sucked into Instagram, you know. And I've had to like, oh yeah, delete Very it off easy. my delete it off my phone for a week or two, you know, to and really like try to restrict myself and and to where. I got to put something on there postable before I can go on Instagram. You know, I got to, I got to have something. I got to spend more time creating some cool shit to post on Instagram than I do looking at cool shit on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you have that mindset of, you know, kind of checking yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything on computers and I mean, games and all kinds of stuff is just, it sucks you in. Yeah. How much so do you it's, think it's good to kind of step back and yeah. just draw and paint and do actual real life stuff and Yeah. I yeah. think the biggest pet peeve is when you're when you're somewhere. So say you're at a convention, like the this one coming up at Palm Springs and you haven't seen these people since last year at the convention and they're all just sitting at dinner looking at their phones <laughs> and you're the only one not looking at your phone, you're like, This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Yeah, it like, hey guys, hey. It, I mean, it happens in, in, in our own homes, you know, and that's, oh yeah. oh yeah, every day. Yeah, it definitely, definitely does it's something to be, something to be mindful, mindful of. How much do you think that, I mean, you have a, a pretty good following on Instagram. How much do you think that drives your business? And if it went away tomorrow, how much, um, of an impact would that have? I'd like to feel that it doesn't have an impact, but the truth is, is it would. Um, it, it would go back to the way it was before. It would be, you know, you'd have to have a, a, a portfolio on hand for people to come and see, or you'd have to be doing a ton of tattoos on people and then have them go into the town and people see it on, you know, mm-hmm. word of mouth. Because that was, that was the biggest thing for tattooing, or for me at least, was word of mouth. Like, you do a tattoo on someone, and then they go out into their lives and they hit the streets and people are like, whoa, where'd you get that? Or where'd you get that? And mm-hmm. boom, all of a sudden business cards are being thrown around and names. And so, I mean, it would it would probably slow down a bit. I don't think I would get a random, you know, email from a kid in China being like, hey, I want to get tattooed because they would have no clue <laughs> yeah. of my name or anything if there wasn't this instant gratification of social media. Right. Well, I but don't think it would. It would. I, w- I would hope I would survive. I would hope I would make it through and be all right, but it would slow down a bit. Yeah, I, I think that that a lot of um, that a lot of people who who have been around the business for quite some time and and know how to just know a little bit about that old school hustle would be able to and maybe have had to do that before um, before the internet. And I think that. It's, I mean, it's a whole new hustle now, man. You know, yeah, I don't think that's going away. I don't think we have to worry about that all social media or that connectivity is going to go away. I don't think it is. 
but it, it is something to think about if you had to rebuild that on another platform. Um, you know, you don't know any of those people necessarily. The majority of the people, if you have a shit ton of followers on Instagram, you don't really know them. They're just fans. They like your like your stuff. Um, how, what happens if that goes away or can you still contact them? It's something I think about a lot. And it's just from talking fucking business with my brother and, and other businessmen and, and shit like that, that, um, and business women, I'm not trying to be, <laughs> you know, yeah. business people who are smart business people, and, um, who, you know, are, are, want that connection with, with the client. I think there's this false sense of connection with, with those platforms, you know, that, that, um, that we have, you know, that, that we can have that. Oh, completely. So. And yeah, completely. And, and that's something I, I recently was talking about is, um, you know, no matter how many followers you have, the only reason they're following me is because they want to see a tattoo. They don't, they don't want to really know anything about me as a person or my personal life or like, Oh, you're on vacation. You posted a photo. Like, I don't care. Just show me another tattoo. So there's always this fun, weird balance between the two of like, uh-huh. should I post this? It's not, it's not, it's, it's something I would want to post, but, uh, and then, you know, only your real life friends and people you actually know are like, Oh, that's cool. Great. You know, I like that. <laughs> right. But do you, you tend you to like, do you tend to run your Instagram as more of a business thing or is it, um, sounds like you try to balance it a little bit, but there's a, there's a yeah. challenge there to find out how much should I be using this for business and how much should I be using this for, for personal life? There's guys like, um, shit, man, Ryan Smith at Sullen. He's got, he kind of uses Facebook for one thing and Instagram for another, you know, and really kind of tries yep. to separate those things. Is that what you do or do you kind of mix it? Yeah. Recently in the past year or so I went through and like Facebook is only for friends and family. I don't, there's nothing to do with work. I don't even really post any tattoos on there. I don't do anything like that. It's just to keep in contact with, you know, old high school friends, college friends, yeah. my parents, you know, my, my mom is very uh, big on Facebook. So that we keep in touch daily through that. Yeah. So, uh, but Instagram is 90 something percent business you know it's just right. it's an online portfolio to put stuff up and then every now and then you know i feel like posting a picture of a cool concert i went to or you know like hang out with my friends or you know you get to do yeah. something you just kind of want to share it yeah that's awesome man jim it's been such a pleasure talking to you dude and uh I, I wish you all the best with the with the new Thanks, private Thank you. new private studio. And um, if somebody wanted to peep out your work, if they wanted to make try to set up an appointment, see your travel schedule, uh, where can they go and do that? Uh, the easiest way to either call me, email me. Uh, you, you can get all, everything from my email or Instagram. All my info is contact is all on the profile. Uh, it's at Jim Sylvia Tattoo. On all social media, like uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, my email is Jim Sylvia at Hotmail. I, I kept it old school, the Hotmail. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can just reach me anytime, set up appointments, and I post all my travel schedules online and all the social media. So if I'm going anywhere, I try to make sure everyone knows. Yep. 
Cool, man. Will you be at Palm Springs this uh, coming weekend with uh, with me? Yep. Um, anybody out there, you can always follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at uh, OG Joe Swanson. Um, I th- actually, I think the Facebook is forward slash Sullen Radio. And uh, you can get it all at SullenRadio.com um, or on the... Uh, on my Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. So thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. Thanks everybody for listening um, to another week of selling radio. Uh, There might be a week that um, we don't have a show and that's just because um, I'm going to be going on vacation and uh, then going to Palm Springs and I might come back and not have one for, for that Wednesday. So we'll see, but uh, we're just going to keep getting you guys good shows. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you, Jim, for coming on. Go check him out. Jim Sylvia Tattoo on Instagram. Um, amazing work, dude. Fucking love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening to my talk with Jim Sylvia. I appreciate it. Go check him out. You can also check out the sponsors, Sullen Clothing. You'll find them at sullenclothing.com. Kingpin Tattoo Supply, kingpintattoosupply.com. Inkies Tattoo Products, you're going to find them at inkies.com. And if you use the promo code SullenRadio at checkout at inkies.com, you're going to get a free sample pack of their products. So go check that out. Blackflies Eyewear, you can check out all their glasses styles and frame styles at flies.com. Check out Wacom. Wacom.com is where you're going to find um, all the information on the Cintiq and the other digital drawing um, platforms that they have. So check them out. And also Tattoos Cure Cancer. If you'd like to donate to Tattoos Cure Cancer, you can go to sullenradio.com to the donation page and donate right there. That uh, supports the show and also supports Tattoos Cure Cancer, which is a great charity that helps uh, those affected by cancer. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, I appreciate it. I hope to see everyone at the Palm Springs show. If you're a listener of the show, please come up and say what's up. Slap me a high five. I appreciate everybody's support. Looking forward to seeing everybody at Palm Springs. Enjoy your day. I appreciate it. Take care. Keep hustling.